episode 10. In this one, I actually really don't know what I'm going to talk about. There have been some things that have been going on in my life, but I feel that I've spoken a lot lately. Yesterday being one where I spent, I think, closer to an hour speaking. I posted one that was 30 minutes, and then another one that was uh, with a group of friends of mine in the podcast. We just started episode one, where I hosted it and was the mediator of a conversation amongst us. So that splitting up the time made me about 30 minutes, so just a shy of an hour. It's been interesting so far to do this and to give myself a reason to practice as well as hold myself accountable to conversations over the internet on a podcast that is entirely a side project, one that I don't even listen to, one that I'm not even concerned about the quality of, but rather is a a timekeeper, a recorder of my efforts in speaking in a microphone and developing my skills, improving the effectiveness of my speech, choosing better words and being able to think on my feet. There are some days where I've filled the time up with very essentially nothing just a meandering from thought to thought thought to thought however sometimes it's a topic that is impressing upon my mind at the time if I'm being honest the one thing that has been circling my my headspace it was has been a conversation I've had with my friends yesterday regarding relationships regarding how men and women behave with each other and in particular with how women ex- uh, expectations women may have of a man and how I feel about that uh, I, re- I don't remember how the conversation began however the the idea that was presented has been one not a novel idea whatsoever but is ubiquitous ubiquitous in our society and in our culture and that is of men paying for dates I was asked the, the question was prompted to me as to whether I'd pay for a date and how much. Personally, I feel hesitant to do such a thing. And I explain that to them that I wouldn't want to have even a put myself in the context where that would be necessary for a first date. Rather, I'd ra- rather I'd want to 
get to know the person for them and them for me rather than it be an excursion or a uh, event that is like rather than going to an excursion I'd rather for us to get to know each other let's say at a park for example or just at a library or something where no one's having to pay for an experience there is no entertainment inherent in the environment we're in rather it is upon the individuals to create the environment and it's a pure way of understanding each other if it were to be dinner and a movie both environments are crafted by in his very nature to entertain to stimulate to drive a certain point or to um, create an atmosphere artificially it's not earned between each other rather it is a uh, force external force that is setting a tone to the to the interaction you're in so for me I wouldn't want to begin with a date where upon a, a dinner or a movie or a concert or a trip is how we under we get to know each other and set expectations and an understanding of each other it's to me it's it's a barrier to understand who each other are it's a barrier there's a distraction because it is entirely external and artificial to yourself to each other and in my opinion, there are many women that know that there is a bucket list of men, not a bucket list, but there is a catalog of men that are willing to entertain and provide and nurse in and give food to them. And they're able to get an experience out of it all with the man having no guarantee of how things are going to play out but he's essentially buying her time maybe not her interest because even if it's a great place you're going to even if it's an entertaining place you're going to even if it's one that has it's a memorable place what may be memorable is the experience of those locations not of the individual you're spending it with I don't want to pay or be in the position to have to pay for someone I don't even know to to romance to di- to dine with to entertain to interview with or tr- at least for me I'd feel like I'm on an interview to do those things as 
as a, a gesture or an obligation that I'm required to take and to and to be held upon held to while she can while she can play me or have any response to it in any way that she want and I would have to be understanding of. I don't believe that a man has to pay always for dates. I don't believe a man has to be the provider. As long as there are women that communicate that they are feminists, a man is not required to be anything in any form uh, participating in a gender role that they would say is part of the patriarchy or archaic. What obligation does he have to do those things if, according to them, feminists, it's all a social construct. It's this patriarchy was in entirely arbitrary, it held no basis in reality, and was all a an attempt in an attempt to subjugate women to second class citizenship. Why then is a man to then repeat those behaviors, those obligations for you when you are a feminist? However then cannot then he cannot then place upon you the old archaic oppressive obligations of a woman from times past upon you. Why can't you do that? Choosing which benefits you from one system while leaving the rest that doesn't benefit you behind to then splice it with another system with the best that it can offer, removing what doesn't benefit you from there is is unfair, is, is immoral, and it is fraudulent. For me personally, I just don't trust women in I guess in most in most situations uh, to be true to either one system either the the patriarchy or feminism and it's in my understanding and, and experience that oftentimes they're weaving together the two with only the better only the the privileges that it offers to them. And those two systems are in contradiction to each other, not just practically, but philosophically and uh, metaphysically. They are not 
they are able to bind together. They are entirely, they are, they are rooted in different fabrics that won't tangle together and hold. However, there are many women that are trying to do that and benefit from that while a man is put in a compromised position where at the front end he is emasculated demeaned his masculinity is demeaned it is um, is mischaracterized it is It is interpreted in the worst context and in the worst light. So he must then rearrange his, his identity to then allow himself to be approachable to women and then play along their terms in order for him to gain any success or at least at the very least for the door to be opened. However, if he continues that behavior of yielding to what women interpret of his masculinity, yielding to women to determine what is permissible for him to be, if he is rejecting himself in order to gain a partner or sex or fill in the blank or children, whatever it is, then he is becoming immoral himself. And then resentment is the only result, the only thing that will precipitate from that dynamic is resentment. However, the irony is that that behavior of yielding and just allowing her to dictate when he is to be masculine, when is he when he is not, she will then grow to resent him for not taking lead and not being the man. Because despite her despite what her um her her philosophy that she would that she would say she she practices, despite that feminism that she will say she is a supporter of she will then hold a man accountable to lacking his for for pulling back his his masculinity from the forefront she no woman wants um, we're talking about heterosexual ones in particular no woman wants a man that's going to yield to them no woman wants that and that's a, that is a misunderstanding that is being given to a lot of young men that you are toxic. Your masculinity is so-called toxic. You have to change that because of all these bad things that have happened. She, however, has nothing to change. She doesn't have to change her standards. She can still fish out men in the same way that would be seen as patriarchal but then emasculate him when she's with him to, you know, to remove the, the, the things that she does not like. But then again, but still, 
demand of him to bring his masculinity at times. Okay, this is appropriate for when you to be emasculated, and this is appropriate for when you to for you to be masculine. And he is constantly having to jump from emasculation to masculinity, to emasculation to mascu to masculinity, back and forth. Two things again will happen. One, he will go to resent her, and she actually will go to resent him too. She doesn't want to. She does not want a man that's gonna not take lead. Just, these are just in the topic of um, getting uh, on the first date, paying for the date, and being the one to be charismatic and to be conversational and to 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 woo her. That is a one system not the other but then you have women that are going to then you know position themselves um, over him and dictating the terms and yet wonder why he's not the man that they would want him to be and it's very easily for her to decide when for to decide most of that relationship in the beginning if he lets her so for me, I don't want to pay for your date. If you say, if, if you tell me that you are a feminist, I'm not paying for your food. I'll pay for mine. You'll pay for yours, period. And if you say, well, I'm old school. I like a man that can provide. And then to that, I'll tell you, well, you're not a feminist. So if you want to be so-called patriarchal in this relationship, I'll provide. I'll be your romancer. I will uh, be charismatic. I will take on the lead of this relationship. However, you have to yield. Period. You have to follow my lead and not not push back. You cannot usurp my power now. Because you say you're traditional, right? I I take lead and I alone. My word is final. I'll listen to what you have to say. And there will be times where I'll agree. And there are times I won't. And in the times that I do not, my word goes. So again, are you page are you old school? Are you traditional? Because if that doesn't interest you, then the only alternative is to be, like you may profess at times, a feminist. Well, then I'm not held to any obligation because liber a liberation of the relationship, it's for both people because you are not my equal. So if there are things that are financially we're essentially we are both now financially responsible for this relationship 50-50 and in life money is such it's a harder commodity everyone needs it it's a harder commodity to, to acquire everyone needs it everyone has to have it your ability to function in this world is dictated upon your ability to acquire wealth or money 
it's one it's an area that hurts or that can hurt a lot of people spending it or it can be a great resource when you can invest it and it multiply anytime money has to be spent and especially a considerable amount that's a burden it's not an investment to buy food food is not an investment so talking to those guys you know they've expressed like hey you're not going to be able to get a woman especially not a modern woman with that attitude with that opinion frankly I don't care I would rather die alone than allow a woman to dictate the terms of my masculinity if she thinks it's toxic then get away from it because I'm not going to force it on anybody I'm not going to bait and switch you because that happens very often too in response to their behavior men will are, are becoming privy to the to the uh, the tricks that are being played the deceptions that are running amok in modern dating so they will play the role for a time and then they'll switch it up once they get what they want and if for them it's sex which is probably what it is then you've lost now your ability to control him because he's acquired what he's wanted and then he'll pull back he's not going to be that chivalrous chivalrous any longer he's not going to feel the need to hunt or to treasure you or to feel that desire toward you now and that will carve out your self-confidence you'll feel insecure so this tension of of with using a portion of your body as your primary uh, fact you know primary uh, leverage point and then for him to then use his I mean he has to use a lot more not just money he has to use his that and his personality he has to use charisma he uses his ability to be uh, spontaneous or to uh, connect and communicate and be emotionally available all those things that package deal maybe it's also the looks as well which is a big part um, he will, will leverage that against you and this this tug of war is something I've never wanted to be a part of having had made my own mistakes and getting hurt in the process I realize it's something I never want to do and thankfully I'm not married I'm not in that situation where I can't get out smoothly I am no obligation to anyone except myself and frankly I prefer that than being in a relationship where there are where we are at war with each other now I don't believe every relationship is that way but that's because in those relationships it is clear what dynamic each person has or is expected to play 
everybody has their role and they know it clearly and women may say well i you know men just need to communicate more now what i found is that women talk a lot but it doesn't mean they communicate well in fact they are terrible communicators as a whole terrible a man has to be explicit he has to do those things um not because he is he is not sophisticated but because he's in a position where he has to be the prize despite what women may say about i'm the prize he has to be that he has to be put together he has to synthesize properly a number of attributes that will allure a woman to uh, either sex or relationship marriage or children whatever he has to use his whole self to pull it to put it together and in relationships it's really oftentimes is often the woman is a priority to maintain her there to keep her interested to keep her satisfied to keep her also in, um, drawn in invested in what's going on it's the man's responsibility to do that but that's when it's clear and he has to in the relationship they have to be clear one thing that is not clear is when a woman says I'm traditional because I like a man that is chivalrous pays for pay, you know, financially supports the relationship is attentive is romantic is charming is attractive he's all these things however she feels no obligation to him to provide in her ways and with her femininity rather her femininity is locked away and he has to continue to fight to get closer and to bring that out but especially now she feels no obligation to do that despite what he may do for her and provide for her and and is taking charge in the relationship because a man's responsibility is to take lead in the relationship to set the tone to be its its uh keeper a woman is not in that position to do that in this modern culture it's she's not in times past she would have possibly been i would say she would she would have especially in the home like that context he might have managed other areas but she was really the one to keep the relationship afloat in the social and the emotional he had to provide the physical needs she had to provide the emotional needs however nowadays that's not happening if she doesn't want that and there's too many bitch ass motherfuckers that are going to be more concerned about keeping her there than to than to manning up that are going to believe all the narratives that he's he is inherently worse than she is and that in order to keep her around that he has to grovel at her feet and beg for her to stay beg 
for her to be a woman, to be feminine. See, that's not what I want. To me, I want it to be clear. What do you want? Tell me directly. But do not contradict yourself. Do not be a hypocrite. Do not be a fraud. I won't. I will vow to you that I'll be consistent. I have, I hold integrity to myself. And to me, I am the the being that is most important to me in my entire life. I don't have, I don't have children. So I don't, I don't sense anything of any other great, greater greatness than myself. So question is, what are you really, what do you actually want? But if you continue these missteps then I'd rather die alone because I would spend be able to spend more time with myself because I enjoy my my company over any other person as long as I am in good standing with myself there is no greater joy than that I hope though that I could find somebody who is in tune with themselves and and in tune with me who is consistent with what they truly want not seeking to exploit me and in fairness to her and more importantly in fairness to myself I won't exploit her Terrible, immoral people exploit each other. I'm holding my my ego as as the rubric to my or as the judge to my life, and it won't allow me to be mediocre. It won't allow me to steal. It won't allow me to be weak. To exploit one another is a weakness. My ego won't allow me to live peace peacefully with myself. And that with that behavior. So I'll be good to her. Out of goodness to myself. But I'm not gonna play the games. I'm going to be consistent with who I am and I'll demand the same for her and she will then, if I find that person, if I can attract that type of person to myself, then the relationship will be fruitful since there won't, since the, since the, uh, the truth will be both known and understood by the both of us. Anyways, on to the next.